0: Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We are your loyal hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Julie, welcome to today's show.
1: Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here as always. It's going to be a great show.
0: It is indeed. You know, I've had a handful of great coaching calls today. I know you have too. A lot of my coaching mm-hmm. calls today were with our great coaches, helping them problem solve on behalf of their clients. That's where Julie and I spend the majority of our time nowadays in our businesses, coaching our coaches and a handful of personal clients and I have to say, Julie, it is unbelievable to me. Um, I'm thinking of Brent, a, a, actually a personal client that I have, and I know he listens to the radio. So, hey, Brent. So he's in Michigan, of all places, Julie. And get this, they're having bidding wars now, not just 1,000 or 2,000 or even 5,000 over asking. He just put a house in contract. Get this, that mm-hmm. was listed for 385, which he said was already basically overpriced, and then it sold for $50,000 over that. So in wow. other words, Holy in camole. in Mich- right in Michigan, Julie, this house went for that much over asking price. Doesn't that sound like a you know a, a New a York twilight or zone? California or San Francisco <laughs> <laughs> exactly or twilight zone exactly? Yeah, you know, and,
1: wow, That's and so for him, he,
0: he asked me this question, and I thought it was really a really great uh, thing for you and I just to vamp on a little bit before we get to our, today's topic. And by the way, guys, uh, today we're picking up where we left off yesterday, and we're talking about how to manage the daily stress in your life, how to basically make it so that you don't get burned out, helping you to realize that, in essence, the way you feel is as, uh, vastly in control of you by the way you think. So we're going to be deep diving into our notes here in a second. So, Julie, he asked me a great question. And it's mm-hmm. an interesting question, too. It would be a great question for us to do at the coach's training. Um, so the, coach, uh, the question is, uh, in a market like this, where things are just going crazy in a lot of these markets, even markets where things haven't been crazy like this ever, like Brent's market, mm-hmm. how do you know where to price?
1: Mm-hmm. That is a good question, isn't it? We need to do a whole radio show on that.
0: Yeah, we do. We need to do a whole topic that needs to be a whole... that's not you know,
1: a short answer, really.
0: No. Well, you know, it isn't because if you're in a marketplace where a lot of people get financing and you obviously price it to the point where, uh, let's say it's going to be the highest sale and they get financing that's going to require an appraisal in order to get the mortgage, then guess what? It's not going to appraise. And then, you know, you may have somebody that's willing to pay some, you know, over asking by some significant margin price. But if they're financing and they can't get the financing, well, then you just wasted your time and the seller's time and made everyone really Mm -hmm. frustrated. You know, but if you're in a market where there's a lot of cash buyers, I mean, there are a lot of questions. There are a lot of variables. It is, you know, it's tough. Um, But I'll tell you this one thing for sure, guys, and this is what I told Brent, because there really is no clear answer. I mean, there's a bunch of answers, and we'll talk about it on that radio show when we do it. But I told him this, and I hope all you guys are listening. Do not lose a listing over price. I tell you that right right now. If you're, and this is the, you know, I get it. You guys are all... Uh, well, I wouldn't say all. But the majority of you are trained to do CMAs. You're trained to basically, you know, defend your price with the seller, and you're, de- you know, you c- sometimes you go into these listing appointments like a bull in a china shop, sort of maybe. My way or the highway about the price, Mr. Seller, in essence, you talk yourself out of the listing, whereas the reality of it is in a market like this, in many parts of the country, you don't know any of the price any more than the seller does, any more than the, you know, it is what it is. The market is so hot. There's so many people clamoring to get a, a property. Your CMA, which uses past comps, is irrelevant. You know, it really mm-hmm. is. So don't lose a listing. Um, overpriced. Just don't. It's crazy. And if you in your mind have to feel like you're overpricing it to get the listing, overprice it to get the listing. Well, I would add,
1: particularly when they have to sell and they're highly motivated and you know that somebody's going to make a commission on that deal. It might as well be you.
0: Just be honest with the seller when you take the listing and say, Mr. Seller, Mm -hmm. just as I just told you, just as a lot of you know this to be true already, that in a market like this, Mr. Seller, you know, Fact is, is there's more buyers than there is inventory. You're in the perfect mm-hmm. position, probably the best market to sell a house in our market, and in, and in forever, you know. And so, in this particular market, Mr. Seller, we can um, use really off the chart comps. We can essentially price this at a point where it doesn't have any real, you know, substantial. Um, you know, there's no CMA, there's no appraisal that will reinforce it, but there's buyers out there that will, and then tell them the downside risk. Everything I just shared with all of you the appraisal problems, the this, that, the other, and then have a, an agreement with the seller, ideally in writing, that after two weeks or ten showings, if you don't have an offer on the property, that you'll reposition the house on the market so that it more correctly reflects the buyer's expectations. By the way, that's a script. Hopefully you guys paid attention. I didn't say lower price. Lower price is fingers on a chalkboard to a seller. Don't say lower the price. Say, Mr. Seller, after two weeks or ten showings, if we don't have a written offer on the property, you know, don't say anything other than written, don't say verbal offer because that doesn't mean anything, say written offer on the property, that we will agree to reposition the house in the market so that it more correctly reflects the buyer's expectations. And typically, here's the second part, and typically that means repositioning the house by at least 5 to 10%. And the seller's going to gross and they're going to, of course, say, well, whatever, whatever, I'm not going to lower it, I'm not going to do this. Mr. Seller, we probably won't have to have that conversation. But I'm just letting you know that if the market tells us that we're not in alignment with their expectations. We need to listen. Assuming the goal is to sell the house, and then at that point, because I've you know I scripted you guys to say something that's pretty non-confrontational, but it's factual, they'll back down. They'll be in agreement, and you guys can move forward. Now, I will caution you um, that if you go into a listing appointment and you're not enthusiastic about every aspect of the house, including the price, even if you don't fully believe in the price, you won't get the listing. Because all it'll take is another agent coming in there, brand new agent, no experience, no real reason they should be taking a listing, let alone your listing, and they overprice it. They didn't even know that they overprice it. They get laughed at when they go back to their office, but they got the listing, and then you call that agent back or that seller back and you say, why did you list with them? And it's not it won't be because of the price, it will be because they were more enthusiastic about it. So be very careful about that. Another classic mistake of more seasoned veteran agents or very analytical agents or very drivery agents who are, you know, they haven't updated their thinking about the nature of this market. You guys following me on all this? So this is a future radio show. Now with all this said, will I will this market last? Well, maybe, right? It could. It has longer than I think anyone would have expected. There doesn't seem to be any real slowing down in momentum. Um, But, you know, realistically, no. It'll probably start petering out towards the end of the year as it has and as it traditionally does in a lot of markets. For their seller's sake, with interest rates like they are, with lack of inventory, it is an incredible time to have a property for sale. Absolutely, positively one of the best times ever. Julie and I have a bunch of rental properties in Columbus, Ohio, and Julie occasionally gets a property alert from the agents we use there and shows what some of our existing properties are worth. It doesn't make any sense. No. <laughs> I'm
1: like, really? Bring me an offer, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it yeah but it's sense. exciting. You know, it's especially exciting for listing agents. Just had to get that in yep. there. Maybe a little bit less exciting and more stressful for buyer's agents. So note to self, listing agent always wins. The buyer's agent does not always win. A lot of times it's back to the drawing board for buyer's agents. So, you know, be careful with that, guys.
0: You know, in this market, too, when you get your sellers or your buyers to perform, you get them to write an aggressive offer. You get them to go, in some markets, it's hundreds of thousands of dollars over asking price. The thing that almost always follows after they sign the contract, after they get the property, is buyer's remorse. Um, hearing a lot of that uh, issue, those issues bubble up from the listing agent's perspective, the listing agent sees that their buyer or the buyer of the co-op is starting to lose momentum, you know, all these types of things. So we're going to be doing another radio show on that. So these are all topics that we're looking forward to and, and uh, to present to you guys on the radio show. In addition, to any other topics that you guys inspire us to focus on. So if you guys ever have an idea or something you want us to coach you on, please feel free to email us directly. Uh, tim at Tim and Julie Harris dot com, and the and is spelled out Tim at Tim and Julie Harris dot com. So, Julie, let's pick up where we left off yesterday and let's talk about um, we're focusing on this week really how to basically manage this natural, normal stresses and emotions that go along in real estate transactions. Pick up where we left off yesterday, listen to yesterday's show. The idea here, guys, is I want you to understand that you don't have to essentially be the uh, you know punching bag or the sponge of other people's emotions, you don't have to be the benefactor of all that's bad in a real estate transaction. yes, as the agent, oftentimes you're stuck with a lot of that emotional baggage, but how much and how you choose to absorb that into your daily life, that really is your decision. that is up to you how you choose to actually I'm not saying don't react i'm not saying don't react uh, don't take action. what I am suggesting to you is you learn to manage your own stress and your own emotions, and then you'll be much more effective and you won't feel burnout. So, Julie, moving on, the specific last thing from yesterday that we're talking about today is? Is dealing with
1: disappointment and unhappiness, which are related to each other. And all of you guys go through the day-to-day ebb and flow of your business. When does disappointment happen? Well, I mean, this can rear its head in many places in your business, right? So disappointment that a past client used somebody else. Disappointment that a deal that you thought was closing tomorrow just completely hit the wall. Disappointment that somebody said something to you that upset you and made you unhappy. So lots of different places that you can fall into this trap in your day-to-day business. So Dealing with disappointment or unhappiness in that day-to-day business can be very challenging. Of all of the emotions that you might feel, these are the most likely to impact your productivity. When your productivity is impacted, of course, your income is impacted. And if you think you're disappointed or unhappy now, wait till you have no money coming in. right? So this can be a very fast spiral downward emotionally and financially. So if you have suffered a major disappointment, your energy is probably going to be low. You're going to be afraid to take another risk. You're going to be afraid of rejection, and all of that's going to continue to hold you back from achieving. So this is in the recognize what's going on phase of dealing with disappointment. So here's some proactive steps that you, can do, that you can take to cope with disappointment and unhappiness. So the first thing, as always, look at your mindset. Take a moment to realize that things will not always go your way. This is normal. It's especially normal for top producers. The more people you deal with – the more things you're going to have to deal with, the more disappointment you're going to have. It, it is a byproduct of dealing with lots of people. Life would be boring if everything was predictable, and there's always going to be something to deal with, to manage, etc. So I can't remember who originally said this, but it stuck with me, Tim, that you know, once you come to terms with the fact that you're going to die with voicemail yet to check or whatever iteration of voicemail we have in however many years from now that will be, you know, there's always going to be something happening. There's always going to be email that you haven't checked, stuff you've got to cope with, things that are about to happen. So this is normal. Accept that, okay? Hey,
0: Julie. Next. Julie. Yeah. Julie, it, it, you can tell that you're doing the radio show outside your office today because we can hear birds in the background. Can you hear my birds? So you,
1: I'm in yeah, my I, can
0: the, I can hear the birds. Yeah. So if you guys hear birds <laughs> in the background, you're listening to Julie. You're not insane. Those are real birds. She's just sitting outside the What are you talking about? There's today. no birds
1: out here. Are they hearing
0: things? <laughs> yeah, I just heard of in the background. I thought, I better oh. warn these guys that they're not going nuts. It's, they're not, right. they're not uh, going crazy from too much stress, I guess, to no, tie it back that's into right. the topic of today's okay, show. Okay, we're okay.
1: <laughs> okay, so look at your mindset and accept that this is normal, right? So I tell my clients, Tim, on coaching calls that are going through some of this, hey, you know what, if you were an agent doing a handful of deals a year, you wouldn't have to deal with any of this. If you only sold houses to your best friend and your mom, you don't really have any of these issues. But for people who are actually earning a living in real estate, it's normal to go through this stuff. That just puts you in good company with all the other great top producers out there. So first thing is accept that this is life. Secondly, is to adjust your goal. So if you're disappointed that you didn't reach a particular goal, it doesn't mean that the goal is no longer reachable. Keep the goal, but make some kind of a small change. Maybe take it in smaller steps, perhaps reset the deadline, but adjust your goal. So does all this make sense so far, Tim?
0: It does. It absolutely does.
1: Okay. So, you know, not to just let go of the goal and say, well, I guess I'm not going to achieve that this month. Well, okay, so let's look at next month. How can we make next month that much better? So the next thing to help you deal with this, when you deal with disappointment and unhappiness in your day-to-day practice, actually keep a journal of what's bugging you. A lot of times just writing it down will make you feel better and release the feelings of disappointment. This is a little bit different than the other writing things that we've talked about on yesterday's call. We talked about keeping a gratitude journal. We talked about doing a brain dump. This is more of a what's bothering me journal to just write it and get it out of your head. Sometimes the act of it leaving your brain through your hand onto the page or maybe even typing it, maybe you send an email to yourself, this is what I'm feeling and why, a lot of time that's a, that's a very cathartic experience and just that by itself will let it go. And you'll feel a lot better. Well, so,
0: so this is an interesting fact, and I'm, you know, I'm, I don't have these numbers memorized, but you guys have probably been exposed to this before. That something like 98% of all the thoughts that we have today are the exact same thoughts that we had yesterday, mm-hmm. the day before, the day before, the day before, the day before. So it gets. We get to a point in our lives. Usually, it's somewhere in our 20s where all of a sudden we basically start entering into the world of the you know Groundhog Day, and you know that is something that you can. When you feel, have all of you guys experienced the fact? that the older you get, the faster that time goes? I, I think that's kind of a phenomenon that everyone starts to experience when they're really in their late 20s and you go into your 30s and all of a sudden you're saying, oh, my gosh, time goes faster. But have you also at the same time noticed that when you're on vacation or you're doing something that's really totally new that requires new, like you're in new sights, new smells, new everything, do you notice then that time slows down? So there's been a lot of studies on that phenomenon because everyone experiences it. Um, and the reason is, is uh, that it feels like time goes faster the older you get. is because you are essentially reliving the same day after day. It's the exact same thoughts at the exact same time of day. Um, and it makes it so that no, there's nothing really distinctive. There's nothing that's causing you to slow down. There's nothing that's causing you to be present So we talked about this yesterday. We talk about the importance of presence a lot on our radio show. It's one of the things that we train all of our coaches to coach you guys on is the stress that most of us feel doesn't come from being present. It comes from basically being too focused on the past and being too focused on the future. And if you've not really studied all of this, I promise you, it can have a massively profound effect on your life. It will change your life if you really consider the fact that your stress – that you feel that you manifest inside of yourself the groundhog days that most of you are experiencing are all from this uh sort of way of thinking that you can unplug from so one of the ways that you can basically unplug from the having the exact same thoughts the exact same time of day day after day after day thus making your life feel like it's going by too fast is you have to actually stop and follow some of the techniques that we've been sharing with you And then, really, as far as, like, how to realize that, you know, what happens is when we continuously have these same thoughts, you know, at roughly the same time of day, that means we get continually the same results. You've heard, again, another phenomenon, that most people, as they get older, gain a pound of weight a year. Well, they do that unconsciously. They do that because they have lost contact, with, and they rationalize it. Well, I'm building more muscle mass. No, the exact opposite is happening. The older you get, you lose muscle mass. Another fact, unless you're really going after it with the weights. So, you are actually losing muscle mass, gaining weight, gaining body fat. And it happens on average that most people will gain. A pound a year. I think it starts at like 26 or something. And then when you get older, if you've not, in, and so what happens is you wake up one day and you realize, oh my gosh, I've gained 10 pounds. I've gained 20 pounds. And then when was the, you know, then you look back in your life and you say, okay, well, I was my ideal weight according to, you know, all the BMI charts and all the rest of it 10 years ago. And I'm 10 pounds overweight. Oh, guess what? I'm following the same pattern as everyone else and I'm gaining a pound a year. So unless you actually do something really proactive to stop that pattern, I can guarantee you, you can get out your calendar and you can mark it. that 10 years from the day, you will be 10 pounds heavier. 10 years from that day, you'll be 10 pounds heavier. And then you're going to be at a point in your life where you'll be 30 or 40 pounds overweight, and then getting the weight off is going to be a challenge, more so than it would have been if it had just been 10 pounds. You can still do it. Lots of our clients have. Um, again, another topic we're going to do on the radio is how to help keep you guys healthy. We're not you know, dietitians or anything, but we certainly have some techniques that we'll share with you. So all these types of things and all the stress that you feel, you just have to wake up and be conscious to the fact that you can control that. That's what coaching is all about. That's an aspect of It's making you realize that the results that you are or aren't getting in life really are in your control. Uh, Guys, I mean 100% in your control. Everything that happens to you, if you take responsibility for it and you think about it uh, and you realize that you did affect that result, Positive or negative, you did. If you don't have the best momentum right now that's going on in your business, you need to do something radical like request a free coaching call from many of you would be the biggest radical step you could make at freecoachingcallsforages.com. That will hopefully, for you, stop the negative momentum and at least wake you up to the fact that you can be more in control and you can stop the cycle of time feeling like it's going by faster. And then you can ultimately, and it's not difficult to do, start choosing the emotional reaction you'll have to the things that maybe before gave you a huge amount of stress that led to burnout. Julie, does that make sense?
1: Absolutely, it makes sense. You know, these are all things that you do have to be consciously aware of. You can't just float through life and then You know, oh, my gosh, maybe I should have been, you know, thinking about this and controlling this more on a daily basis. And and now all of a sudden I've got that 40 pounds to lose because I didn't really, I wasn't really tuned into this stuff. So, yeah, this takes a little bit more effort, but a little more effort every day can make it so you don't have to have huge, crazy effort because you were asleep at the wheel. It, I mean, there's so many things that this affects, right? It's it's has to do with your weight, your finances, saving for taxes, savings for your savings, paying stuff off. It's the incremental work that makes the big difference versus just saying, oh well, I'll only save when I get that big commission check. This is all related, right? So when you go through these emotional ebbs and flows, realize what's going on, recognize it, and then decide what kind of action you're going to take. So one of the other things in our outline is when you're dealing with any of these negative emotions, whether it's disappointment or frustration, here's a simple thing you can do. It doesn't cost you any money. You just smile. It sounds goofy, sounds kind of cheesy, But guess what? Forcing a smile can make you actually feel happy. This has been proven. It's one of the strange ways that you're wired. So try it. You might actually be surprised. Act as if everything is going your way. Keep a mirror in your office and ask yourself, do you look like the agent that you want to be at this very moment? Do you look like the person you want to be right now? And if not, put on a smile. Try to mean it as much as possible. and and really observe and see what a huge difference that makes. You know, we talked to the coaches about, you know, if they're having a rough start to the morning, go do 25 jumping jacks. Act as if you're excited because you better be, right? We all have to work on this. If you're less than enthusiastic walking up to a listing door, well, you know, listen to your favorite song before you get there. Act as if and look as if you're the agent and the person that you want to be even if naturally you're not feeling that way. So this whole idea of act as if, look as if, you know, one of the things that I read a long time ago, Tim, was with uh, Audrey Hepburn, who never really had any real acting experience, was just thrown into the roles that she's now famous for. Somebody interviewed her and said, how were you able to pull that off without any real acting training? And she said, well, I decided that I was going to start with just looking like the character that I was going to play. I would study how they would dress how they would speak, what they would look like. And then it was a lot easier for me to be that character. She dressed like them. She walked like she thought they would walk. She spoke the way she thought they would spoke. She was acting as if she was already there. And we all well, know Julie, that she had a great this, career.
0: This is a really critical thing that I think societally uh, people mm-hmm. are confused about. And I, mm-hmm. I love the fact that you made this one of the points um, a lot of us think, and I think frankly we, it's a little bit of the snake oil salesman that try to get you to think like this, if I'm being completely honest with you. A lot of books, trainers, coaches, gurus, you name it, all try to get you to think um, that you can think your way into action. In other words, if you think a certain way, everything else will follow. Now, that is true. It does start with your mindset. But what they neglect to tell you is that the thoughts by themselves are useless. It takes massive action to really basically make a change. And Julie's example of the smile is interesting on a biological, uh, from a biological perspective. There has been studies that have proven, to Julie's point, just drilling down on a little bit more because I know what she was talking about, that when you do smile, it actually triggers an emotional response within you. So isn't that crazy? You can game yourself, people. So by you smiling, you actually change your emotional state. You can't help it. It's the way you're wired. All of us are wired that way. Yes, granted, some of you are going to have to smile a little bit longer with a little bit more intensity. But, I mean, all kidding aside, that is something that's true for all of us. It's a biological uh, benefit that you can use, you know, to your benefit if you understand the fact that your actions Sometimes, so like your feelings. I don't feel like doing the work today, Tim. I don't hear this all the time from coaching clients. I don't Mm -hmm. feel motivated. Oh, Julie, I just don't feel like going on a listing appointment. I don't feel like doing doing leads. I don't feel. I I don't know. No idea what that was. I don't feel like this. I don't. I don't feel like this. I don't feel like that. And the reality of it is, is if you wait to feel a certain way, you are never going to take much action. You might like how many days of the week do you actually wake up feeling really powerful? You know, if you're lucky, it's one. And of those one days, how many hours in that particular day do you actually feel really motivated? Maybe an hour? So if your life was dependent on just that amount of time during that very, you know, short day, what kind of results are you going to get? What are you actually going to accomplish in your life if you're just waiting around to feel something on a particular day? It's interesting, isn't it? So you guys have to get yourselves in action first. Get yourself in action first first. You know, Julie said, smile, do things like that first. And then don't be surprised when all of a sudden you feel a certain way versus trying to feel a certain way and then get into action. You guys see the difference? What I just told you is something that if you internalize and accept it as the truth will change your life because you're going to then realize that you've been sitting around waiting for a long time to feel a certain way before you took action and uh, guys, I know that there are people that have made millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars, trying to convince you that that's the way you can, you know, basically find success. Then you look at the other agents, the other people you know from history who have become really successful in and outside of our industry, and you'll see that guess what? They take action, and then the emotions always follow the action. They don't wait around for the uh, emotions to lead to the action. Julie, I mean help me am I not am I expressing this sufficiently for folks to understand?
1: No, absolutely. Well, you're talking a lot about actually taking action on this, right? So, generally when people are in a negative state, whether that's depression, frustration, anxiety, all the things that we've talked about on today's call and yesterday's call, disappointment, unhappiness, all this stuff that whether you caused it or someone caused that to happen to you, if you do nothing, Generally, does it get better or get worse? If you do nothing and you just ruminate, I mean, it's funny, Tim, because agents will complain about this with their real estate clients. Oh, you know, they were in a terrible mood. They were torturing me. It was awful and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, generally, if you do nothing, it gets worse. And then something else happens and it gets worse. So one of the most important things to summarize all this is to first identify the negative thoughts and feelings so that you're recognizing what's going on, be specific, and decide but, if you can but, turn it around and then take action. When, yeah.
0: Yes, but when you've identified them, don't allow them to continue manifesting. Don't start asking the question about why you feel the way you feel, why you think the way you think. Don't do that because right. all that's going to do, gonna the do whole, is create whole, oh, oh, I
1: must be attracting it. No, you just have to take action. Exactly. There's no magic, you know, you're just attracting all this negative stuff all the time. You know, we do see these uh, trends, you know, and it seems like, because we talked to hundreds of agents, our, you know, between you and I and our coaches, it, it does seem like, you know, there will be a week where it seems like everybody's deals are going sideways for some reason, like the moon is in a different phase or something. And then mm-hmm. the next week, everybody's business will be on fire. We do see these weird little trends sometimes. And I don't know what causes it. It doesn't really matter what causes it. Ride the wave up. And then when you're having a tough situation, recognize it. Act quickly. Do the things that we talked about. We talked about breathing exercises. We talked about smiling. These are all things that are in your control. A lot of these negative feelings and emotions come from when you guys get out of control on some level. There's a great book called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway, and she talks about in that book that all fear comes from an innate fear of not being able to handle something or feeling out of control. And like I said, you guys deal with this with your real estate clients all the time. Do they act nicely when they feel out of control, or do they say and do crazy things? Lack of control is not good in your business. That, that goes with you dealing with other agents and dealing with your clients. So what do you have to do to get into control? Sometimes that's recognizing that you can't get into control and you just need to let it go. So that's why you're identifying it. Change the tone by moving forward towards your next action item. And I wanted to end this call today, Tim, on one of my favorite quotes. It's actually an African proverb that says, when you pray, move your feet. It's not enough to just say, oh gosh, you know, please you know, rain on me a better situation and I, I really need a better batch of clients. No, you've got to move your feet to make it happen. So I love that proverb.
0: Yeah, and you know what? I don't think we could end the show with any other better thought than that. So hopefully today's and yesterday's show is helping you guys realize that really at the end of the day, the results that you are, you are or aren't getting in life are really 100% dependent on not just the thoughts that you have, not just the feelings that you experience, but most importantly, the actions that you take. Put the actions first and notice how the feeling will follow. To wait around for the feeling to lead to the action it means you're never going to take enough action at the end of the day, thus getting enough results to really move the needle in your life in any meaningful way. So we want to thank our uh, sponsor, mojocells.com They're always, uh, you know, one of the very uh, first companies that we suggest all of our coaching clients engage with. They're fantastic. And if there's anything we can be doing for you at any time, please remember go to FreeCoachingCallsForAgents.com. Oh yeah, shout out to. Uh, to our friends over at 800homehotline.com, they are other sponsor. 800homehotline.com. If you guys not checked out that uh, service yet, it's pretty incredible. And if you're serious about essentially no longer have to ever buy buyer leads again, definitely want to go to 800homehotline.com. And it's all it's one 800 as in the number homehotline.com. Uh, check it out. It's a good old-fashioned IVR service that's worked for years. But this technology in particular, these guys offer, is pretty stunning. So Jeff, definitely check it out, one 800 home In the meantime, we'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. Have a fantastic day. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com.